0: welcome to the sportscapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice odds insights picks and predictions to help you beat the sports book and now your hosts jack jones and brandon lee
1: we're back with another week of free picks here at sportscapping.com i'm your host jack jones i'm joined by fellow sportscapping.com handicapper brandon lee today uh, we're going to be giving out four free picks, two in Week 10 NFL, two in Week 11 college football. We'll also provide two bonus NFL teasers at the end of the podcast. Brandon, it's good to have you back. How about those Iowa Hawkeyes? Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I guess I, I wasn't expecting them to jump up to number five, but uh, I, I'll definitely take it. it. I'm really shocked at how you know little respect the Big 12 is getting I, and I'm starting to wonder if it's even going to matter if some if some one of these teams run the table. I mean, I still think if there's a chance they might get left out. The fact that Oklahoma State is eighth with the win over TCU uh, really concerns me. And, and you kind of look at how that conference did. You know, TCU struggled with Minnesota, who's one of the you know lower teams in the Big Ten. Oklahoma struggled with Tennessee, who's you know not doesn't have a good record in the SEC. Uh, and they really don't have a whole lot uh, of quality wins from their top teams outside the conference. So uh, I'm glad to see Iowa at five, and uh, I think there's a good shot now if they win out that they'll be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, there's a lot of those so called experts that are bashing Iowa right now uh, just because they're not a brand name like Alabama or Notre Dame. Uh, but I think they're rightfully number five, in my opinion, with the schedule they've played and the two road wins against Northwestern and Wisconsin, those top 25 opponents who are playing better. Uh, now and keep winning so that helps them too and uh, I think they're in they're in if they if they go undefeated I am a little concerned about the Big 12 too though uh, I am a fan of the Big 12 but uh, I'm kind of shocked by it it's kind of frustrating but I think it'll I think they'll get in if they go undefeated too
0: yeah uh, you know one thing I was going to say about Iowa is that you know the reason that I think people have a problem with them is because they're not a flashy team they they just you know, they go out, do the job. They're not going to beat teams by 30 or 40 points. They they play defense. They run the football. Um, it's not exciting football by any means. But uh, I'm glad that the committee, uh, you know, respects that and actually, you know, takes into account that, you know, what they've done is uh, worthy of where they're at.
1: Yeah, I call them almost the uh, poor man's Alabama, really, with the way they play. Uh, they do a lot of the same thing. Stop stop the run, run the football, and, you know, you can win doing that. So Exactly. Uh, they're definitely deserving. So uh, we're uh, 18, 15, and three on our podcast free picks this year. Uh, nothing special, but still profitable for the listeners. Uh, I'm actually 12, 5 and 1, 75, 71% with my podcast free picks. Last week, uh, I won with Florida State plus 12.5 and a 10 point loss to Clemson. I lost with Green Bay minus 2.5 and an eight point loss at Carolina. Uh, Brandon should have been 2 and 0. He won with Alabama. Laying six and a half against LSU in a fourteen point win. Uh, but he lost with the Steelers minus four in a three-point win over the Raiders, losing by one point. Uh Pittsburgh was my biggest premium pick last week in the NFL. Uh so I, I broke another TV remote watching the end of that game.
0: I just I couldn't believe it. When they went up 14, I you know, I was almost ready to, you know, count it and it just seems like when I get a team that's covering late, it's just I, I prepare myself for the worst, and unfortunately it just keeps happening in a lot of these free picks that I give out.
1: Yeah, uh, I I was feeling the same way. If I'm 14, I was counting it. Then uh, Big Ben gets hurt, all goes to crap. They fumbled a punt, led to a Raiders their, the Raiders' tying touchdown. But then the Steelers looked like they were going to score on the last drive. Uh,
0: I actually thought uh Williams got in, and I was surprised they didn't review it. Um, <laughs> they were just—it's like they knew they were gonna kick the field goal and win. They didn't even take a look at it, but I, I thought it was closer than that anybody seemed to give credit for, as far as the announcers and anybody else that i've seen covering the game but.
1: I, i'm shocked they didn't review that i'm also shocked that 40 year old charles woodson ran down antonio yeah. brown when he's out in the open i like once he once he got away i was like that this is a touchdown this is great and yeah had, had it been early in the game i think brown would have but i mean the
0: guy was he was used and abused that game putting up just ridiculous numbers
1: yes that's, that's true he's probably tired with his 284 yards receiving but I don't feel any sympathy for him. Uh, that was the shortest field goal I've ever seen kicked. That was brutal. So It was. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to get over that loss for a few weeks, but <laughs> it's time to move on, on to these free picks. Uh, Brandon, give the listeners a winner uh, for Saturday College Football. Yeah, I'm going to take
0: Baylor minus 2.5 at home against Oklahoma. Uh, I, I'm a little confused by this line and the fact that it keeps going down. I, I think we're uh, – there's a lot to like about this game, as far as but your Baylor's concerned. Uh, Oklahoma is a team that's getting all kinds of love right now. Uh, they've won four straight games by at least 36 points, um, but those have all come against the Big 12 bottom feeders in Kansas State, Texas Tech, Kansas, and Iowa State. Um, Baylor, on the other hand, you know they were a popular team and a you know a public team, but that's kind of fallen off here uh, now that Seth Russell's out for the year. And their first game without Russell, they only win by seven points on the road at Kansas State. Um, I watched that game and I was really impressed uh, with what I saw from true freshman Jared Stidham. He went 23 of 33 for 419 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, most importantly for me, he wasn't phased at all playing on the road in a hostile environment. And we've seen a lot of teams and a lot of players struggle at Kansas State in a night game, Uh so that was something that I really like to see. Um I believe he's going to carry that over to this big game here, arguably Baylor's biggest game of the year. It, it actually it is. Um and, and I think Oklahoma is just I just don't know that they're a very good team in my mind. Um you know some are going to point to the fact that they beat Kansas State 55 to nothing on the road and you know they Baylor just won by 7. Uh you have to realize the mindset of the Wildcats in those two games. Uh, prior to playing Oklahoma, Kansas State was off that heartbreaking loss to TCU. Uh, they had a, the Horn Frogs on the ropes, leading by 18 at the half, gave the game away late. Uh, it wasn't a surprise at all to see them come out flat against the Sooners. And, and then it wasn't surprising to see them uh, lay it all on the line against an undefeated Baylor team who's kind of owned the conference here the last couple of years. So, people need to take into account before they look too much into the head to head matchups uh, You got to make sure a team uh you know was mentally ready to play for those games. Um, something that I, I jumped out to me prior to the season. Baylor was an eleven and a half point favorite in this game, um, even with the injury to Russell and Oklahoma being a little better than you know what everyone expected i don 't think it 's worth a nine point move, um, especially when you consider all the key numbers that we 're crossing here. Uh now we're catching Baylor laying less than a field goal at home. Uh, last year, everyone thought Oklahoma was going to give Baylor um, a run for their money. They were a five and a half point home favorite. Uh, the Bears went into Norman and laid a 48 to 14 beating on the Sooners. Um, and now over the last two years have outscored Oklahoma 89 to 26. Um, Oklahoma's two biggest games this year uh, were on the road against Tennessee. Uh, which they were very fortunate to escape with a 31-24 win. And then the other was their annual uh, neutral site big rivalry game against Texas, uh, which they came out flat and laid an egg in a 17-24 loss. Uh, I don't trust this team in a big game, and I don't like how they played against Baylor in the previous years. Uh, The the Bears are 13-4 against the spread in their last 17 as a home favorite and 13-2 in their last 15 home games with a total of 70 or more. Uh, I think uh, Baylor wins and they win here big.
1: I'm with you 100% on this one. I I just think everybody's on that Oklahoma bandwagon now. Moving this line from five down to two and a half. I like the the fact that you I like that you pointed out the preseason line too. I did not look that up, but that's that's a huge jump from the preseason line. And uh, you know Oklahoma biggest game uh, at Tennessee was down 14 in the fourth quarter, found a way to win, but. Uh, not impressed with with their performances against the better teams that they have played, which isn't many, but that was one of them on the road. Uh, I think Stidham is the real deal. our uh, Brows is just raving over this guy, and you know, I, I actually before the season uh, thought he might beat out Russell for the job, and because uh, it was actually a close race before the season, and he's just really impressed me. I mean, he he's got a he's gotten to play in all eight games this year just because Baylor's blowing everybody out winning by 32 points a game but um so he's had experience so i think it's uh he's he's a lot better fit here than most people think and um you know that perceived close win at kansas state last week i think is keep is what's ever what has people uh turning away from baylor because uh, that was a 21 point game in the fourth quarter before uh kansas state put on two garbage touchdowns there at the end to make it look closer um I like the fact that Baylor has two extra days to to prepare for this game too because they did play last Thursday. Um, and Waco is becoming one of the toughest places to play in the country. Uh, Baylor's twenty nine and one at home over the last five years. They're also twenty six and seven against the spread in their last thirty three home games. So I, I think their home field advantage is way discounted here. I think I think it's worth a lot more than than what they're getting credit for. in uh, you know with with their dominance at Oklahoma the last few years, like you mentioned. Uh, but this is probably the best Baylor team that 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 uh, has ever been at Baylor. And, uh, you know, Baylor used to get just pummeled by Oklahoma year after year. So, obviously, the Sooners are going to be out for revenge for the way they've lost the last few years. But I I, I don't see them any more motivated than Baylor here because I think Baylor wants to return the favor and keep, keep beating down the Sooners who... You know, are the big name in the Big 12, and Baylor's not quite getting that respect yet. And I think they're going to go out and earn it on Saturday. Yeah, a couple extra
0: things here. Uh, You know, you talk about Oklahoma being down 14 points in the fourth quarter to Tennessee. I I think it's important to note that they had three points going into the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, That's not a great Tennessee defense. Uh, They're more of an offensive-minded team. Um, So that's you know a big concerning here. A lot of people want to knock on Baylor's defense. But, you know, this is the best defense they've had since Bryles has been there. Um, Another thing on Stidham in the Trusted Field Steel magazine, just to give you a comparison of the talent level here, uh, Seth Russell was the number 86 ranked high school quarterback out of high school. Stidham was number five. Um, You know, Baylor's shown they can plug and play, and now Bryles has got a, a legit talent back there. So, don't be surprised if this guy takes over and uh, ends up setting some pretty remarkable records here uh, over the next four years.
1: Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. I, I think he's going to be great. Probably be the best one they've had, and that's saying a lot, even with um, Robert Griffin, the third win, the Heisman. So he's got some big shoes to fill. But Exactly, yeah. All right, I'm going to go with Oregon plus 10 at Stanford. Uh, I think Stanford's getting a lot of credit right now uh, just because they're a playoff contender, um, plus they're coming off a 32-point win over Colorado. They've gotten 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games overall, and teams that get on great 8 uh, against the spread streaks like this are almost always overvalued uh, after them. Um, Oregon uh, opened just 3-3 and this year, uh, but they haven't packed it in when they easily could have. Uh, they've gone 3-0 straight up, 3-0 against the spread in their last three games. They won at Washington and at Arizona State, and they were underdog in both of those games. Then last week they beat Cal 44-28 as a three-point home favorite. Um, This was Oregon's most dominant performance of the season. Uh, They racked up a season-high 777 total yards, and they outgained Cal by 345 yards in that game. Um, When you look back at Oregon's three losses, uh, there's one common theme. Vernon Adams wasn't healthy in any of them. He played through an injury in the three-point loss at Michigan State. Uh, He was knocked out early in the loss to Utah and he didn't play at all in the loss to Washington State. So uh, Adam's been back for the last three games, so it's no surprise that they're on this three-game winning streak. Uh, I think he's going to be able to match Kevin Hogan score for score. Uh, the Stanford defense is not as dominant this year as it has been in years past. Um, Oregon was actually favored in 11 of the last 13 meetings with Stanford. Uh, the two times they were an underdog, they were only a two two two-and-a-half-point dog, and they won both of those games outright. Um you have to go actually go all the way back to 1992 to to find the last time Stanford was favored by double digits in this series. Uh, the, the Ducks are 9-0 against the spread in the second half of the season, the last two years. So they, they just keep getting better as the season goes on. They did last year, and they're doing that again this year. I really love the value here with the Ducks uh, catching double digits.
0: Yeah, I'm going to unfortunately uh, have to disagree with you on this one. Um, I, I like Stanford um, to cover this spread, and, and I will agree that I think it is inflated a little bit, but I don't think it's going to matter. Um, I think revenge is huge in college football, and uh, I believe the Cardinal are going to be out for uh, a yeah, big time revenge here against the Ducks after losing by 29 points in Oregon. Um, you know, sure the Ducks looked good last week against Cal. Uh, but that was at home and against the Golden Bears team uh, that ranks 97th in the country against the run and 95th against the pass. Uh, Cal also possesses no threat of a run, uh, which allowed Oregon to blitz constantly and, uh, you know, get Goff out of rhythm. He still threw for over 300 yards, but his percentage was way down. Um, the previous week, they had a fluke win over Arizona State. They were outgained by 241 yards. Uh, I, I think Stanford's defense is going to make it hard for Oregon to score here. I, I do think Oregon will put up a big number. Uh, I, I could see him scoring 30 points uh, right around that range, uh, but I don't think it'll be enough to get to keep them close uh, to what their defense is going to allow on the other side of the ball. Um, I, I think Stanford is going to score at will. Uh, Oregon comes in with the 115th rake defense in the country. Um, I know it's a big rivalry game, um, but I think Stanford is the only team here with something to play for. Uh, you can argue that Oregon, you know, still has a shot at the Pac-12 North, uh, but they they know that Stanford's not going to lose next week at home against Cal, um, and they and they still got to beat USC, which I don't think they're going to do. Uh, we saw this re- role reverse last year. Um, you know, Oregon was the team playing for the the Pac-12 title and a playoff spot. Stanford uh, was a disappointing five and three. Uh, the Cardinal just couldn't match the intensity of the Ducks, and it got really ugly in a hurry. I think it's going to be the exact opposite um, this year. Um, something to keep in mind with Stanford: they're four and zero at home, winning by an average of forty three to eighteen, and that includes a fifty six to thirty five win over UCLA who I think is better than Oregon and a very similar team as far as, you know, they got a good offense and a really bad defense. So uh, I think last year they had Mariota, the best quarterback in the big 12. And uh, this year it's Stanford uh, with Kevin Hogan. And I, I think the
1: Cardinal role here. So if Oregon gets to 30, they're not covering. That means you like the over as well.
0: Yeah, most <laughs> likely. I mean,
1: I, I didn't really take a deep look at
0: it, but I I'm, I'm just saying if oregon scores 30 i don't think it'll be enough to cover yeah
1: um
0: i, I think it's stanford's going to be in the mid 40s to maybe even the high 40s and i
1: you
0: know i think they win by 14 to 17 here
1: all right vernon adams don't let me down buddy all right brandon who are you taking in the nfl this week yeah i'm gonna take the chiefs plus six uh
0: on the road against the broncos um you know, uh, this will be a tough one for a lot of people to bet, uh, just because Peyton Manning has had such a great track record against Kansas City, and you know, he hasn't lost with them since he's against them since he's been w- with the Broncos. But uh, you know, I don't know that Kansas City will win this game, but I'm pretty confident they're going to keep it close. Um, this is a game that the Chiefs have had circled on their calendar uh, ever since that cl- epic collapse in Week Two, when they pretty much just gift the game to Denver. Um, and this time I think they're catching Denver in a good spot. Uh, They're coming off two big games against the Packers and Colts. Um, Peyton Manning is dealing with nagging injuries. He hurt his shoulder two weeks ago. Uh, now he's got a foot injury that's coming out this week. Um, in week two, you know, he really took advantage of the Chiefs' secondary that was missing, uh, starting corner, Sean Smith. Uh, now Smith is back and, and, you know, him and Marcus Peters are going to be able to match up with Thomas, and Sanders and you know that's not going to leave a lot for Manning to go to uh, they still don't have a great running game the offensive line isn't very good the Chiefs have a really good pass rush um, so Manning's not going to have a lot of time in the pocket here um, you know and defensively the Broncos are going to be without two of their better players in this one Keep uh, Talib their starting corner arguably their best corner um, is going to be out because he's suspended um, they're also not expected to have uh, DeMarcus Ware um, which I think is huge because that allows the Chiefs' offensive line to focus all their attention on Vaughn Miller. Um, yeah, and I think the Chiefs are playing with some confidence right now. Uh, they won two games going into their bye. Um, the rest of the AFC outside of the you know, the guys at the top have kind of faltered and they're they're still in this AFC wildcard race. They're actually just one game back of Pittsburgh in the lost column who holds the final wildcard spot. Um, they do have to jump both the Bills and Raiders, um, but they host Buffalo in week 12 and still have two games against Oakland. Um, and the biggest thing here is you were, we're getting Andy Reid getting six points coming off a bye. In his time with the Eagles and Chiefs, Andy Reid is 14-2 and two straight up off a bye. Uh, he's also 17-5 and five against the spread in those last 22 games. When playing on the road with revenge uh, from a loss or seven points or less, uh, I think we could be smelling an upset here. But uh, either way, I think the Chiefs keep it close enough to, close enough to cover.
1: Yeah, the Andy Reid buy stuff is is great, man. Uh, you know, one of he's one of the few coaches that gives his team the entire bye week off. Um, just an interesting side note: uh, Rex Ryan was one and five coming off a of bye before this year. Uh this is the first time he's given his team the entire week off on his buy, on their buy, Um took taking a page fr- from Reed's book and uh the Bills responded with a 33-17 win over Miami last week. So there's something to this taking a whole a whole giving his team a whole week off. Uh you know, I do I look for the Chiefs to show up in a big way this week. I mean, they're going to be mo- motivated from seven straight losses of the Broncos. Uh, they haven't lost eight straight in this series since, since 1976 uh, through 1979. So uh, I, I I think they're they're definitely the more, more motivated team here, um, especially the way they lost that game of the Broncos with the five turnovers. Um, to like, like that's so un- uncharacteristic for them because they've only committed three turnovers in their other seven games combined this year. So um, if not for those, they would they would have rolled the Broncos. Uh, You know, I like the way the Chiefs are playing right now, too, with uh, their wins over Detroit and Pittsburgh by a combined 45 points. They showed that they really don't miss Jamal Charles that much against Detroit. I mean, they they ran for 206 yards, and uh, four different players scored rushing touchdowns against the Lions. So uh, I think they're – I mean, I like the way they're playing right now. I love the defense. Uh, 18 points or less each of the last four games, 14.3 points per game. I mean, this is the defense we – Kind of expected to see at the beginning of the season that for whatever reason wasn't there, but but now it is and uh, Manning's thrown an interception in all eight games this year, nine touchdowns, thirteen picks this season. Uh, the road team's gone four zero against the spread in the last four meetings. I think you know this line's a little bit too high, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs pull off the upset. Yeah, one thing I want to uh, touch on here uh, that I did forgot
0: to mention, you know, a lot of times when a cheat, when a team uh, loses a game the way the Chiefs did to the Broncos, it can have a negative spiral effect, and, and we saw that with Kansas City. I think they lost five straight after, or five in a row total, um, or four more after. So, it, and they finally got that momentum back, and they're finally playing with confidence again. So, um, you know, I think we're going to see a very similar type game to what we saw the first time around.
1: Yeah, the only thing that scares me is the Broncos' home record. I mean, I took them uh, two weeks ago with the Packers, but I just think this is definitely too many points. And if anything, it's going to be decided by maybe a field goal either way. But uh, I, do, I do get nervous going against the Broncos at home, but I'm with you on the Chiefs.
0: Sounds good, yeah. It's always scary going against Manning, even as poorly as he's played this year. <laughs> I,
1: I know, Uh All right, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think we've had the Seahawks a lot this year. I know I have. I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three over the Cardinals at home. Um, The Seahawks opened three and three last year, and everybody was panicking. Uh, They went on to go 12 and four, finished with the number one seed in the NFC, obviously made the Super Bowl. You know, everybody was panicking again after their two and four start this year. Now they've won two straight over the 49ers and Cowboys. They're back to 500. Uh, they outgained the 49ers by 246 yards. They outgained the Cowboys by 103 yards. They held the 49ers to 142 yards, and they held the Cowboys to 220 yards. So their defense is back to being the best in the NFL. Uh, Seattle uh, has actually had a lead in, in every game this season, all eight games, so they could be 8-0 instead of 4-4. Um, their four losses have come against Carolina, Cincinnati, Green Bay and St. Louis; those four teams are combined 26 and six this season. Uh, I just think Arizona's way overvalued with their six and two start. Uh, their six wins have come against teams who are combined 15 and 36. They haven't even beat a team that's 500, let alone uh, with a winning record this season. Uh, they also lost to uh, St. Louis at home, and they lost to Pittsburgh, who didn't have Big Ben. So. They've just played the easiest schedule in the NFL, one of the easiest at least, uh, and I think that's a big reason why they've gotten off of this tremendous start. Um, but Seattle owns Arizona. They've won four of the last five meetings, also gone 4-1 four, four and one against the spread. All four wins have gone by, come by 12 points or more, uh, <laughs> and by an average of 28.8 points per game. They've outscored the Cardinals by 108 points in those five meetings, even with even with counting a loss. Um, Russell Wilson definitely figured out this Arizona defense. The Seahawks have averaged 31.2 points per game in the last five meetings. Arizona's only putting up 9.6 points per game in the last five meetings. I realize that Carson Palmer didn't play in every one of those, but uh, still pretty impressive, 9.6 points a game they've held them to. Uh, Arizona does have an improved running game this season, but they're still a pass-first team. Seattle ranks second in the NFL against the pass. They only give up 186 yards per game. Um, Seattle doesn't lose at home. They're 28-3 and at home over the last four years. Uh, one thing that stands out um, is the lines in the previous three home meetings in this series for the Seahawks. So the Seahawks were pit favored by 9.5, they were favored by 8, and they were favored by 10 in their last three home meetings with Arizona. Now they're only favored by 3. Um, I just really believe there's a lot of value here, only laying a field goal with the Seahawks at home.
0: Yeah, you actually touched on the thing that I was going to bring up first, the fact that this line is only three, and that actually really concerns me. I certainly won't be betting against the Seahawks at home in a primetime game, but this line is raising a red flag for me. As far as Seattle is concerned, I think their defense is elite. It's just as good as it was the last two years. And the reason they haven't been able to hold on late is the offense just hasn't been able to stay on the field and they haven't been able to score enough points. Um, you know, to only score 13 points against Dallas. Um, they've had some other really low scoring games. I think they only had a uh, single digits against Detroit. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of bad teams that they're just not being able to, uh, put points on the board. And Arizona is just as good defensively as Seattle. Um, you know, probably not as good, but I think they're not far behind. Um, I'm just not quite sold on this Seattle offense right now. Um, so for me, if I if I had to take a side in this game, I would take Seattle. Um, but uh, I actually think the real value here is with the under uh, 44 and a half. Uh, Seattle is second in both scoring and total defense. Arizona is seventh in scoring defense and third in total defense. Um, you know, you kind of touched on how, Uh, Arizona doesn't match up well offensively with Seattle's defense at the same time you know I don't think the Seattle defense matches up well with anybody right now um so I I think this is going to be a very low scoring game um and the under is six and one in the last seven meetings between these two teams in Seattle and the last two have seen a combined score of 27 and 22 points so uh, that's the way I would lean in this one um Still still trying to figure out why it's only three because I, I, I think a lot of people will be on the Seahawks at home, uh, given this line um in a prime time game.
1: Yeah, I just I, I think it's just because Arizona's gotten off to such a good start. I mean, they they're statistically they're the best team in the NFL. I just it's the fact that they've played such an easy schedule, um, is why I just don't think they're as good as you know, they're, they're perceived to be right now, but, uh, that's, I like that underplay. I do. I think, I think that's a solid play too. There's a little bonus free pick for everybody too. I'd, I would definitely lean that way as well. I I don't, obviously I don't want to see a shootout otherwise that probably favors Arizona. So, uh, right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So to review, I'm taking Oregon plus t- 10 and the Seahawks minus three. Brandon's taking Baylor minus two and a half and the Chiefs plus six this week. Uh, let's move on to our bonus nfl teasers um that we promised you guys brandon what's your teaser this week
0: yeah i'm gonna take the rams uh down i'll do a two-team six-point teaser i'm gonna take two two uh favorites right around a touchdown uh, down to basically a pick i'm gonna take the rams minus one and a half at home against the bears and i'm gonna take the eagles minus one at home against the dolphins
1: i like both those picks uh definitely um I'm going to go with the 10 point teaser this week. I'm going to take the Titans plus 15 and a half at home against the Panthers. And I'm going to take the Seahawks plus seven against the Cardinals at home. And I'm also going to go with the Texans plus 22 at the Bengals on Monday night football. So it's a little 10 pointer over two days, but, uh, the Texans was the last one I added. And it was my third favorite of those three. So wanted to go till Monday, uh, Brandon's been rolling with his college football picks uh, this season. Uh, Let the listeners know just how good it's been. Yeah, uh,
0: coming in, uh, 63% uh, run in college football, 46 and 27. Uh, Currently the number two ranked college football handicapper for 2015. uh, Top 15 overall for NFL and college combined. Uh, Got a 56% run going in my last 326 in the NFL. Uh, Also going into Wednesday, I'm hitting sixty percent in the NBA so far this season. Uh, Cash six straight winning tickets. Uh, perfect time of year with college basketball starting up this weekend uh, to get a one-week pass for just one forty-nine. Get you every play in every sport, and uh, there's a lot of action right now.
1: All right, good work, man. Uh, I get, I've got a good run going in the NBA as well. Eleven and four. In my last fifteen. Uh, great start to the season so far. Um, college basketball, like you said, starts Friday. Uh, if you check the uh, the past uh, rankings here. Uh, I'm the number one ranked uh, basketball handic- handicapper all time at SportsCapping. Uh, you can get my basketball season pass for $700. All NBA picks and all college basketball picks through the NBA finals. So a lot of picks coming. Only $700 should have that back. That that money made up in no time. Uh, you can you can find both Brandon and I at SportsCapping.com. Purchase a pr- premium package from both of us and. Get in on the real winners. Uh Brandon, I love all of our free picks this week. I know you're you're uh definitely against me on on Oregon, but that's okay. Uh it was great having you on again this week, buddy.
0: Yeah, I, I wish you nothing but the best on uh Oregon, but uh that's just one where I, I'm a little scared of. I haven't I'm not taking Stanford just yet, but uh it's definitely on my radar. So everything else I like quite a bit. Um and uh, best of luck to you this basketball season. I know you've been tearing it up.
1: Thanks, man. Uh, Baylor. Baylor's the one we both love the most, so if you guys are going to bet the most on one game, take Baylor. All right, uh, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week with some more free winners, guys. Thanks for
0: listening to the SportsCapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at SportsCapping.com.